now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Betsy. We pray that you're all staying safe and healthy. This is episode 583, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Call us today for a free quote. Today, we're going to be talking to a family that just returned from Disney World and Universal. I would like to welcome the Barnum family to the show. Thanks so much for letting me help plan your vacation. We're excited to hear about all your magical adventures. So welcome Barnum family. Why don't you first introduce yourselves and say how old you are, at least the kids, so we know who we're talking to. I'm Carly and I'm 13. I'm Alexa and I'm 16. I'm Randy and I'm 51. And I'm Lori. (laughs) (laughs) You go Lori, you don't have to say your age, you're 29. So on December 23rd, I get a message from Lori Barnum and she says, oh my goodness, our vacation to Hawaii has just been canceled unexpectedly. Can you get us to Disney World? And so we all of a sudden started planning. So why don't you share a little bit, Lori, about your thoughts with how your vacation plans changed? Well, it started with huge disappointment because my husband and I both had planned two weeks off of work and being away for Christmas and New Year's. And so we were just really kind of disappointed. And and so were the girls. We were planning this great tropical vacation. So I reached out to Betsy knowing that she is just tremendously gifted with her Disney world and Disney knowledge. And within minutes, Betsy had replied and said, hey, I can help you. She quickly went to work. And I think within 24 hours, we had a pretty solid game plan. That was on the 23rd. And I want to say it was like later on in the evening. By the 26th, we were on a plane to Florida. Luckily, the Barnums um, were, they have a timeshare that they were going to be using in Florida or in, uh, excuse me, Hawaii. And she checked to see if it was available in Florida, which on any other year, whether it was not, if it was not a COVID year, would have been entirely booked. But they were able to book almost the whole vacation at this timeshare. So their lodging was taken care of, which was a huge blessing. So I was able to get them uh, six day park tickets to Disney World. And then they went for two days to Universal. So we got all that sorted out, got the park reservations they wanted as soon as possible and then they were going to fly out on the 27th and we're actually able to fly on the 26th and uh, we got together beforehand and we're able to uh, get dining reservations and just have a game plan it was really exciting I'm, and I heard the girls were more excited about going to Disney World than Hawaii after all right girls yeah <laughs> why wouldn't they be it's the most magical place on earth yes So this doesn't have to do with Disney, but I can still ask these questions. So where is your timeshare? It's actually um, throughout the United States. It's semi-worldwide. And semi-worldwide. Yeah, we're members of what's called World Mark. Okay, we're we're blue-green. That's why I was asking. (laughs) Okay, it's a points-based system. Right, yes. Uh, So we had a timeshare set up in Hawaii, and then Lori called and got the timeshare in... Uh, in Orlando, which is a a whole separate podcast, really, because (laughs) we had a 
the first night we were there, we stayed in a just a motel room. And then the remaining 10 nights, we stayed in a two bedroom condo where Lori and I had a separate one bedroom condo and the girls had a essentially a, a huge one bedroom suite. Yeah. How nice with the full kitchen and everything. Yeah, yes. We had a full kitchen in mine and Lori's. They had a a mini bar kitchen microwave and stuff in the girls' room, uh, but they were connected. We paid $88 a night. This vacation came together so perfectly. It was meant to be. That sounds like a blessing for sure. I just wanted to know if we happened to be in the same condo place because that would have been crazy that we were in the same place. I was in Orlando from December 24th to January 2nd. Awesome, that's right. I saw that, okay. How far away was your condo from the actual parks? How long did it take driving? I don't know, 15 to 20 minute drive depending on traffic-ish. Mm -hmm. And we were very fortunate in terms of, uh, we used Lyft and Uber. We didn't have a rental car. And then actually found a fantastic person who was kind of like our personal driver the remainder of the time we were there. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice too, because with the Uber or Lyft, you don't have to fight the traffic to park. The drivers know their way around so well that if traffic is backed up, they know the alternative routes to get you into the park, bypassing a lot of the crowds and of course, stress and frustration. And then when they drop you off at the park, you're almost right there at the gates to walk in. So that was because we did so much walking. We averaged 10 miles a day walking around the parks. So it was really a treat not to have to walk too far just to get in. <laughs> so you guys arrived there on the 26th and you stayed until when? Uh, we okay. came back, we flew back on the 5th. Awesome. So we were at parks every day other than our flight days and our first day was Disney Springs, yeah. actually the 27th. Okay, so let's talk about what you did that first day when you guys were there since you were just kind of getting settled, maybe you got some groceries, things like that. What did that look like your first day? We I slept in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. In. And then we got an early check into our condo and so so we pretty much just dropped things off, took a ride over to Disney Springs, and Betsy, you had given us some really fun, cool tips about wandering around there as far as the Christmas tree um, hunt. So you go around looking for the trees and you put your sticker on it when you find the tree. And um, so that was a lot of fun. And plus discovering some of the shopping and we had lunch there. And, and then when the girls had completed the treasure hunt of the trees, they turned it in and they got a special button from guest services for participating in this treasure hunt. The best part about Disney Springs though, was we were able to pick up our park tickets at guest services at Disney Springs. So when we went to Epcot the next day, our first day at the park, we were able to just walk straight in. We already had our tickets. Yeah, that's right. That's a great tip, isn't it, Vicki? Yeah, now that I did not know. So thank you. You just helped us out. So where did you guys choose to eat at Disney Springs? I'm just curious because we try different places and we like to let the listeners know of different places that people have eaten. Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> We've been there before at Downtown Disney in, in uh, California. Okay. We kind of knew what we were getting. Uh, we did a mobile order, which made it even that much easier, uh, especially with COVID. Just trying to find a seat is always difficult. 
and uh, it worked out great. But in hindsight, there are some lovely restaurants there and I would have loved to have tried. We didn't, I did not realize how swanky some of the restaurants are there. Yes. For well-known chefs that have restaurants there. So that probably would have been something fun to experience as well. And then the hot air balloon was shut down the day that we were there. Oh. I would definitely recommend doing that. Betsy had strongly recommended it as well. And so- You saw um, it some days though. Yeah, we did see it some days when we were at other parks and it just looked like something really awesome to experience. So if you go back for Carly and Alexa, not that I'm not a chicken connoisseur, but uh, most teenagers really like chicken and Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy is really amazing to eat at for future trips that Betsy will help you organize. <laughs> this was their first time to Disney World. They are Disneyland folks. So they were able to compare and contrast what they liked about Disneyland with Disney World. That's awesome. And I've never actually eaten at a roll sandwich because we're usually on the dining plan. And so we try to get the most bang for our buck <laughs> from the Disney plan or the dining plan. And so it's good to hear about Earl of Sandwich because you know, a lot of listeners have never heard us talk about it. I don't think anybody on here has ever actually talked about it. So that's nice. Did you guys have any desserts or anything while you were at Disney Springs? Did you visit Amaretts or um, have a Dole Whip while you were there? Um, no, but in the parks, when we were in the parks, though, we had Dole Whip. So you guys decided to go to Epcot the first day. And what were your first impressions since you'd never been there before? What was that for you girls? For me, it was really cool, especially the rides, because when I was little and would watch Disney Channel, they would always have commercials for Walt Disney World and like all these rides that they only have at Disney World, especially at Epcot, like Mission Space. I remember hearing about it when I was little. And so finally getting to go on it was so, it was like fulfilling my little childhood dreams. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you didn't get sick on Mission Space is what you're telling us. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. And you'd go on the more extreme mission space as opposed to the less extreme. That's impressive. Then you need a button that says that. Yeah. And so, and we were really glad that we did. It was a lot of fun. Um, I thought it was definitely really cool. And I thought that big ball they have there. And like at night, it was really pretty. And I've never seen something really like it. And with like all the little worlds, it was definitely a really cool experience and do. So what was your favorite part of Epcot? Probably like where there's the little worlds with like all the different foods and stuff. Did you get to try a lot of different foods from different places? Yes. Did you have a favorite? I think it was from Italy. It was like a little pastrami sandwich I had. It was really good. Yum. La Chime. Any other favorite foods from Epcot that you guys got to experience when you were traveling the countries? I liked the scallops in France. Ooh. They were amazing, especially for something that's prepared in advance they weren't chewy they were they were still fresh mm -hmm. and it's hard to do that with scallops so disney just rocks food i mean that's the bottom line they do so the scallops were amazing the fish uh oh, the, yeah, fish, the and fish, chips. fish and chips were good the fish yes. and chips were amazing carly loved the pastrami on rye in at la Chime. we actually didn't have a dining reservation for Epcot because we wanted to try each of the holiday spots as we went around Epcot. And one of the great things about it was Disney's on point as far as these things go to where the lines to get to those specialty foods were no more than five 
maybe 10 minutes at the at the longest wait but so you got to get to the specialty food quick and we got to just eat our way around epcot center it was awesome and that is a good tip for people because especially when the, when you're doing a festival like right now they have the arts festival you want those reservations if you've been there before and you know your favorite restaurants but at the same time you want to do that because that's a great way for your kids to try well you and your kids i should say but um sometimes kids won't try things and that's how my kids came to like sushi was trying it in a booth while we were there for food and wine one time so i totally get that yeah, we did bites all the way around that park. We did. I mean, that's really what it was. Mm -hmm. It was like- Just little samples all, all- We're just gonna eat our way around the park and it was amazing. How were the crowds when you were there on that day? The crowds by and large for all of the days that we were at Disney were all manageable. It was, this is in some respects our best Disney experience because you're not shoulder to shoulder with people. And we Which, felt very safe. They had hand sanitizing stations throughout and making sure people had their masks on when they were moving. You could take it down if you were eating or drinking. And it just felt really safe and comfortable with us being in the middle of a pandemic. That's great. It was amazing. And I think everyone will agree. There's not a better time to go to Disney. <laughs> yes. There just, there absolutely isn't because you're not fighting lines at any point in time. You're not fighting against people. And Disney does it better than anyone else. I mean, as self-serving as it is, they just do. Yeah, they know how to move people, that's for sure. As opposed to then, so you spent, were you guys there from park opening to park close for Epcot Day? We yeah. were. Okay. We were park opening to park close except for two days and those were parts that we repeated. Yeah, that's intense. You guys are like diehards, that's fantastic. <laughs> We did maximize our time for sure. And I also wanted to add, speaking of moving people, Betsy, you had recommended that we get on the gondolas. Skyliner. Mm -hmm. Or the Skyliner, just for some kind of like downtime and quiet time. And it was perfect. And being able to have this view of other parks and it was really cool. So that was a great tip. So you did that like in the middle of the day? It was closer to the end of the day. Yeah, it was still daylight. Yeah, it was around- It was nice. Yeah, it was wonderful. And it was pretty warm that day. So um, it was nice to be able to take the masks off for a while. Did you get to uh, ride it both at day, in the day and night? Rode it once. Uh, we rode to one of the Disney resorts. It was Hollywood, I think is where we ended up having to get off, walk around and then get back on. Okay, and then we got on another, another Skyliner and rode a little bit farther. That was limited to this Okay, yeah. yeah. So we rode two gondolas. We had to get off of one, get onto another. Yeah. It was just really neat to see everything from the sky and from up above. Very much like, well, we'll talk about it later, but like on Everest and when you get up high and you you can see the whole resort is just amazing. I'm glad you guys took advantage of that because a lot of people don't. They're just like, go, go, go. And it's a free, it's like another ride. Especially since we weren't staying at a Disney resort. It was so cool to see the Disney resorts. And so now we have a better idea <laughs> of how it's all laid out. Sure. Mm -hmm. And because we didn't have a dining reservation there, it was our time to make use of some downtime because we only dined at a couple of the resorts. Having some downtime time to just hang out and see stuff was super awesome. 
So you finished up Epcot and then the next day you went to Hollywood Studios. You got up early, Lori, and did the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue. Were you able to get in the queue for that? Yes, we did. Was that stressful for you? Did you use the tips that I'd given you? How did that all shake down? You know, we did use the tips you had given us. And because we did have experience from using it when we had gone to Disneyland, I don't feel that we were really stressed out. I feel that um, we kind of, we we felt comfortable doing it and fortunately we got our reservation. I will say it's so important for people to know ahead of time that they do need to make a reservation because there were multiple people when we were in line for our queue um, that were coming in to get in line to go on the ride not realizing that they were supposed to make a reservation. And it was just kind of sad to see these people and with their little kids having to walk away from the line. So definitely that is something to, to be prepared and being really rehearsed in how it, it functions. Maybe if you've never done it before, watch a YouTube <laughs> so you're not so stressed out because had it been our first time, definitely I would have been more stressed out for sure. But it was nice because they also had two different queue times. And so if you missed it at the early morning one, later on, I think at like 1 p.m. that day, they'd also release another set of times. Right. So you had another opportunity to try and get get in if you missed it in the morning. Because the first day we went to Hollywood Studios, uh, I made the, I got the queue time from our condo in the morning. And then the second day we went to Hollywood Studios, we were all trying to do it and Alexa got the afternoon queue time. And so we actually got to go to uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance both days we were there. And it was just a concerted effort and we were all logged into the same Disney World account. It was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, they're lucky. A lot of families don't get it one time and they were able to get it two times at the most busy time of the year. So yeah, I have not wrote it yet. So I'm hoping in February I get the to be as lucky as you guys. So what were your highlights at Hollywood Studios? Yeah, what were your highlights? <laughs> I loved Tower of Terror because when we last went to Disneyland, they changed the ride. And so now it's Guardians of the Galaxy. But I've always loved the original Tower of Terror and just like the creepy feel it has. So it was a lot of fun getting to go on that again. And it was different. Yeah, they had more stuff than the one at Disneyland when it was Tower of Terror. And for me, it was Toy Story Mania. That's my favorite. But we're the same age, so that's probably why. We had multiple family showdowns. Mm -hmm. You know, one person would rate higher than the other, so we'd have to call a redo and go yep. on the ride again. <laughs> I'm, I'm the family member that everyone wants to beat at yes. whatever we're doing. And to have rocked Toy Story Mania and had the high score in the car was uh, amazing. And Carly, what was yours? I know you were saying you had a really memory, a good memory that you wanted to share. Um, my favorite thing that I did there was definitely the lightsaber building. Tell us about that. What is that like? So you pretty much just like go down to the place and like you check in and then they ask you what like style you want your hilt to be. And I chose the Peace and Justice, which is like the classic one of the Resistance. Like they all have that one. And then like you go in, then there's like this person is like the master or something. I don't remember his name you go in the room and then he like teaches well he doesn't really teach you but then he like explains a story then we start building and then he there's like the crystals which make the pirate crystals. crystals that make the lightsaber like glow a color so then there are like stories in between all of them and then i chose the purple one which is palpatines Ooh. well master windu master windu and then we like just started building it and then they're like like side crew that would like help you walk through the steps and they were they made sure to help you and ask if you didn't quite understand how to do it 
Or like if you couldn't get it, they do it for you and help you. And it's just really cool. Just the experience, it was the overall experience that was special to you. Yes. We had the opportunity to participate in both a wand choosing ceremony at Universal, as well as the building of the lightsaber at Disney World. And the Disney World experience, because I videotaped the whole thing, amazing. Really? Uh, again, Disney just does things well. They took the time. The actors that were involved in that process were amazing. It's magical. They told the story. Exactly. It's magical. It's, it's like you're really in the in the moment, in that experience. Like you're really doing this in the movie. Disney magic is, is amazing. And watching my daughter go through the experience, you could only have one other person in the room at the time that you were going through the experience. And the experience is limited in terms of the number of people. I think we had six people in the room because three people were together, so they took up a small space. Watching Carly go through it and watching her eyes just lighting up. And one of the coolest things is, is that they put together this hilt, which is the base of the sword. It's super heavy. I mean, it's like, okay, now I understand why the cost is what it is for the experience. It's not inexpensive to go through that. Frankly, to be honest, it was it was $200 to go through the experience. But the reason it was worthwhile is because you have this lightsaber that you, you can just feel the value of it in your hand in some respects. And then watching my daughter put together this, this item, and it took about 15 minutes, the whole experience, whereas Harry Potter was, was about a four minute experience. Watching her put it together, uh, having it in her hands and being involved with it and invested. And then once they put together the hilt, they put it onto another portion where they actually mount it with the part that is the lightsaber. And then these little doors, they activate the lightsaber, these little doors open, and they pull out this actual lightsaber that is lit up. I mean, Disney magic is just, it's, it's magical. And so. And I wanted to add one thing about the experience is that I think it's important to know you can check the lightsaber at guest services and they will hold it for you if you don't want to carry it around the rest of the day. So we had an earlier time in the morning. And so we were able to check the lightsaber so that we didn't risk breaking it or leaving it behind. And because most of the rides, they like make you like put the little yellow tag and like sign out your information because you couldn't like take it on the ride. Yeah. So it made it easier. Yeah, they make it really convenient. And then also you can have it shipped to your house. So for example, us flying back home to Boise, it was, okay, are we gonna be able to get it on the plane? And if we do, is it going to fit in the um, overhead? And so we decided to have it shipped and it only cost $18. And we have no doubt that Disney knows how to ship them well. And it will be, you know, completely bubble wrapped and delivered completely safe and far better than had we had to carry it through the airports and try to juggle and manage it, so. Right, well, I'm glad you guys did that experience. It sounds like it was really a highlight. I know whenever we've paid 
paid for extra things with Disney, I'm always like, oh, it's so expensive. But then every time we do it, it is beyond worth it. Like Disney, like you're saying, they know how to do it. Well, and the interesting thing about that is because we kept the receipt from when we purchased it. We actually didn't mail it the day that we bought it. We went went back a different day because we had a second trip to Hollywood Studio and we did night pictures with the lightsaber. Um, oh, we had cool. the Disney Photo Pass, which I don't know, two hundred and some plus pictures <laughs> uh, that are that are on a thumb drive to give to Lori, and so we have the coolest pictures from another night with Carly holding the lightsaber where the lightsaber is essentially the flash. And so it was great that we didn't have to walk through the park that day with the lightsaber because it was safely protected and held by Disney. And then when we went back to Disney another day, uh, we could then ship it a different day. It didn't have to be the day that we purchased the lightsaber. So it was it was awesome. That's a great tip. I don't know that I even knew that. And one other thing about the photographers, they know what they're doing. Like this guy was laying on the ground so he could get, you know, the props in the background in the picture with Carly holding the lightsaber. It, it's just amazing the measures that the photographers will go through as well. There were big group photos that they were able to, you know, position everybody. It was fun watching it. The people right in front of Carly in terms of getting pictures, the guy proposed. Oh, oh, that's awesome. And we saw someone else propose at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Magic Kingdom. And only Carly and I got to see the ones at Hollywood Studios, which we should have taken pictures because it was awesome. That's just magical in itself. It's like, holy cow, bring on more magic. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys get to get on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? That was our yes. first time. Yay. Did you like that one? What was your thoughts on that, Ryan? We went on it twice. And it was really fun. Yeah. I I think the technology and like all the advancements they're making, it's so fun to like see it and like how they don't have a track for those rides. It's just cool. So I've been told, and I haven't been on this ride either yet, so that even riding it two times, like every time you see something new, would you say that's probably accurate? Yeah, that's what I figured. So I'm like, if I get to ride it two times, that'd be fantastic. Because I'm sure you see, I mean, there's rides that the park that have been there forever that I see something new every time. So very cool. I'm glad you guys got to ride that twice. That's awesome. And you guys had dining reservations that night. Where'd you eat? Yeah, Mama Melrose. Um, yeah, and it was good. So were you guys like there then after the park closed because you went to Mama Melrose? Yeah. So you got to see the park like pretty empty, right? Mm-hmm. We got some good pictures when we were walking out too because it was pretty empty. That's a really cool experience that wasn't always a thing because the parks always stayed open so late, but that is something that uh, we got to enjoy as well. So um, I'm glad you had that experience to see the park kind of like you're the only ones there, even though there's a couple people. It's still not as bad as when everybody's in the park. You kind of feel like you own it yourself. Well, and we did the Hollywood Studios two of the six days. And for us, that was a great choice because as you know, Carly is a big Star Wars fan. Actually, all of us are. And then um, there's a lot of rides there that we just all enjoy that aren't Star Wars. We went there on two days, but as we were closing down the park on the second day, Carly was getting her pictures in Star Wars. And so Alexa really wanted to ride the Tower of Terror. That was the last ride she wanted to ride. So Alexa, I'm gonna let you share that experience. <laughs> it's like five minutes till closing and they're on opposite sides of the park, Star Wars and 
and carved hair. And so me and my mom start walking over there and we get like towards the entrance and the line gets pretty far back because it's a pretty long line. And so my mom, there's like three minutes till the park closes and she wants to make sure she gets in line. So she starts sprinting down the boulevard and like passing everyone and like they're cheering her on so that she gets to the end of the line before they close it. And and then I like meet up with her and we were the second to last people to be in line. And then when we finally did get on the ride, we were in our own cart by ourselves. Um, there were, cause there was no one else in line behind us um, cause the line splits off. And so we got our own car and it was, it was scary cause it was all dark and we were all alone. <laughs> it was kind of eerie. It, it really put a whole different element to the ride. So you guys have pictures of yourself by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. And, and you know, it's kind of, the park is clearing out. So when you get off the ride, there's nobody there. And you're like, okay, this is a creepy ride in a creepy abandoned hotel. Is this reality or is this? Wow. You were immersed in the experience. Immersed in the moment. <laughs> that is another thing that I love about Disney is there are some parks not Disney related that if you were that close, you may not still get on that ride. But if you're in line before that time, says they're closing they're going to make sure you get your magic mm -hmm. and um that is so cool i'm so happy for you guys disney is all about the magic it truly is they don't have a competitor okay so let's say you did go to their competitor the next day what were your thoughts on that and how did that experience go oh my gosh it was so overwhelming uh -huh. so first of all they did not have the reduced capacity that <clears throat> disney had Mm -mm. So we got in line to get in and little did we know the day that we were there within 10 minutes, they were at their percentage of capacity and had shut the doors for you to be able to get in. So Which meant their normal capacity pre-COVID because it was packed. It was right. so packed. And so we get in and we go on one ride and now the rest of the rides are like two to three hour wait waits on some mm -hmm. of them. So crazy. So we just decided, okay, let's go have, let's just go sit down and recover, recoup. And, um, cause I had to work. Randy had some work he had so, to do. So I was doing, I was appearing in court via uh, video conferencing throughout that day. So we go to this restaurant and we just sit down and, and we had a nice meal. It was cool. And then when we came out, it was like the crowds had somewhat dispersed. And so then that night, the, the park was open until 10. And um, I'd say probably around six, seven o'clock, the crowd really reduced. And so we were really able to maximize. Our last, time, our last hour, we just went ride to ride to ride. Every ride was a walk on. What was the highlights of Harry Potter? Because that's really why these this family went here. I'm with them. <laughs> The Hagrid's ride was really cool and it was a lot of fun. I'm so happy we got on it because they did virtual queues the first day we did it and we were able to get on it. And then the second day they just had it open to standby. Yeah, what were your wait times like on that ride? The wait times were long, Yeah, but we ran into a, an issue. Oh, well, we got our pass and then when we went over there to get on the ride, it had closed. They were having technical difficulties. 
And so they like renewed our pass so that we could go at any point during the day um, until closing. And so we basically just got to pick a time that worked for us. And so we went on it later at night, which is cool because we did it during the day the other time. So we got both experiences. It was a long line, but it was cool because we got to go inside the theater where they have like a Poseidon show or something. I don't know, but it was still really fun and cool. And then when we got in line, um, it closed again while we were in line. Oh, how frustrating. Ah. This family makes lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. This was the perfect family bonding vacation that we needed. Our family just really rallied and just, we had a blast. I mean, even with long lines at a couple of things, mm -hmm. there were only a couple of things that had long lines and some of the lines I waited in at Universal by myself because I was on a call and I was doing court. I had Lori and the girls go on other rides while I was waiting to do my work. So it shortened those other lines, but even waiting in lines, I mean, a lot of times we were playing Crazy Eights or we were doing other things and uh, we were playing Crazy Eights on our cell phones as a group. And we just, it was, it was the most fun vacation that I can remember in the, the last 10, 15 years that we've had. Oh. It was amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I do, um, that is something that we've always said as a family, my kids now have grown up. So the first trip that we took, my daughter was 12 and my son was nine. They are now 23 and 20. And I wouldn't trade those Disney trips for anything because they've kept us close as a family. I hope girls that you feel the same way because that is the highlight for my kids. They will tell anybody that you have to go to Disney to experience it. My mom just doesn't understand it. She hasn't been there yet. And because of COVID, we weren't able to take her this time either. So cherish those memories. And just uh, if you go back to Disney, it just gets better and better. I promise you just grow closer and closer as a family. And I just, it's so cool that wish that Walt could come back somehow and see what magic, what he's created for yes. so many families. Agreed. And I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, crowds, lines, chaos. But it's crazy. You walk through those gates and it's magic. Because we did go see the, uh, at Hollywood Studios, the Walt Disney. Oh, that was so cool. Uh, document. Oh, Walt Dream. Oh yeah, that is great. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And it was, it was amazing. And we had the greatest curator yeah. He was a police officer in, at 9-11, now lives in in uh, Florida, and he had the greatest Disney knowledge and just- Yeah, that was special. He, he kind of made that ride special. More connected. And it's just, it's the people at Disney too that really make the experience also special beyond the experience in and of itself. Yeah. That guy was awesome. When your parents talk to these people, girls, do you like it or do you are you rolling your eyes? <laughs> um, we're pretty we're pretty used to it now. I've I've never gone somewhere with my mom where she doesn't end up making a friend with at least someone, whether it's the person that's helping us check out at Albertsons or I don't know. She's always talking to people, so we're pretty used to it now. And it just it's fun meeting all these new people and hearing their stories and. It's one thing I really have learned to value about my parents is their ability to establish connections with just anyone. And, and what was the part that we would ask people routinely that you you kind of got like, oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, can we go in the, can we be in the front? Oh yeah, they <laughs> asked about being at the front of every ride. 
<laughs> it got overwhelming. They're like, can we be at the front? Can we be at the front? And like, sometimes they'd even have voice announcements that are like, because of COVID, we can't always have you. Like, we aren't taking seat requests. And then we'd get there and they'd be like, can we be at the front? And I was like, oh my God, we don't always want the front. <laughs> decide. Right, but at the end of the day though, you did, you did appreciate it? Yep, I did. It was okay. fun. And we did have a discussion. Okay, let fate decide. And sure enough, we got front row almost every time from then on. So Alexa put that magic out there and it came to fruition. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So after Universal, where did you guys head the next day? The Magic, magic Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. Yay. How was the castle since you'd only seen Disneyland's castle? And I, I said that, that Disneyland has kind of a lame castle. So when you walk down Main Street, what was that like for you guys? It's huge. It's a <laughs> lot bigger. It's majestic. Majestic. Yeah. I mean, it's like the the commercials you see where yeah. they have, I mean, that's the, the castle they use in Disney commercials. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Well, And, and then at yeah. night, they lit it up in different ways so that the colors changed. Yeah, and it is, it's incredible. Once again, how are they able to do this? Right. You're like, where are the projectors hidden? Because everything's hidden. <laughs> yeah, they made it all red and green and very festive, you know, Christmas themed. And it was amazing. Because we were there for two days and one of the days was uh, New Year's Eve. Was that that day? That was New Year's Eve that day or not? Yeah, the uh, first day yeah, there was New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. Was it really as empty? Because I was not in the parks, obviously, but we had dinner at Grand Floridian Cafe and then got on the monorail. Nobody at the monorail station. We could barely see maybe 30 people down on the ground trying to get into Magic Kingdom. It was crazy. Was it that dead in the park? It, it really was. Because we went two days after, I think, also, January 2nd. And it was busier on the 2nd than it was on New Year's Eve. So what a blessing for you guys. Yes. yes. And on New Year's Eve, they were open until 11. It was their yep. latest yeah. day of um, staying open. Did you stay till midnight or not? No, they closed at 11. And so... And we left a little bit before 11. I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't go bell to bell that day. I think that was the first day we didn't go bell to bell. Mm -hmm. And they weren't doing a big fireworks display. So right. um, they would... Every, Every like 15 minutes, they would shoot out fireworks behind the castle. Every hour. Was it every hour? Yeah, okay. on the hour, they would shoot out a couple of fireworks. And that was it. And then, but the thing was, is that they were not going to do a big display. However, we got back to our room and I've never seen so many fireworks mm -hmm. in my life from every time. <laughs> yes. For like two hours straight. Right, we saw that too. Yeah, so we didn't miss out from Disney not doing their fireworks. We got a fill of them, although I'm sure their show would have been absolutely spectacular. But I, I would imagine because of COVID, they didn't want the big crowds and gatherings. That and night. we had a great break also that day at the Wilderness Cafe or the Wilderness Was that the day we went over to the Wilderness yes. Cafe? Oh, that was wonderful. We got to go on the ferry, which was cool. Yeah, we took the ferry over to the Wilderness Lodge. Yes. Yes. And well, then had dinner at the Wilderness Cafe. Lodge. The Whispering Canyon Cafe? Yes. That's it. That's it. That's Thank it. you. Yeah, we had dinner there. It was really great. Mm -hmm. And the bus sometimes is faster than the monorail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a trick we learned. <laughs> uh, so a little hack there. The, just the downtime, because we had been so busy throughout the day, 
and I think we went to dinner around six. Yeah. Having the, the boat ride over to Wilderness Lodge was really nice. And it was, it's, it's a cool boat ride. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all perfectly social distanced. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing about Disney is they did a really good job on a lot of their rides as far as setting up barriers and or making sure that people weren't too close together to worry about COVID issues. It was a beautiful break and our waitress there was hilarious. Oh, she was funny. She kind of made the dining experience entirely. So, and it was just, it was a nice about two hours of downtime that we just Mm -hmm. got to relax and enjoy. And that was a tip that Betsy had recommended, that it's just nice throughout the day with your dining experience to, you know, get that break. We couldn't get a reservation anywhere in the park. So I was like, well, what else could we do to make an experience? It was better than in the park. Yeah, for so, that day. We got the in the park later. Because we ultimately, day. as you know, we went to be our guest. When you go back, Ohana should be open at Polynesian. And that is a huge, that one in Grand Floridian Cafe, which I think Betsy tried when she went with the kids, right? I did try that one, it was good. Right, those are both also, it's a nice break, cause it like, well, cause you're either in Hawaii or you're in this um, Victorian era at Grand Floridian or you're at the wilderness, yeah. yeah. I always recommend that to people because it does take you away from the hoopla. And since there, you knew that you were already park reserved, you didn't have to worry about it getting too overcrowded for you guys to go back. And the reason that we asked you what time you left on New Year's Eve is because they had to actually push guests out. Guests thought that there was like a secret show that nobody was, or at least the media was putting that on YouTube. And so there was a group of people that stayed and had their own countdown. And we wanted to know if you got to be a part of that. Oh, oh. funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't. Nope. <laughs> we missed so that one. <laughs> we might have been invited, but uh, we just, <laughs> we were kind of tired by that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it had been, it had been a vacation and we had not second parked anything yet. And so, uh, yeah, we were. And going back to the first that. day of Magic Kingdom, when we had walked through the gates, we're going through the, the little, you know, kind of not, it's not a tunnel, but it's the little archway. And then you go on to Main Street and they roped us off right there as we're under the arch. And we're like, I'm thinking, what? We have to wait already? What's going on? And little did we know, <laughs> out comes marching Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. And yay! Uh, yes. And I mean, you know, finger uh, arm's length away from us. And so that was just really magical in itself to start the day off and see the characters. Mm-hmm. And um, so even though, you know, there's a reduction of some of the shows and um, maybe not the characters wandering around the park we still experienced the characters and um, the little mini parades that are called the Calvacades. Is that correct? It is. We saw all the princesses Mm -hmm. and again, at an arm's reach pretty much. It just was wonderful how they put this together. So you still get that experience. It was kind of cool the way that they did that. So we could still maximize our time for rides because if you haven't figured it out, we are a ride thrill seeking family. So Carly, what was your favorite ride or, or attraction at Magic Kingdom? My favorite ride was definitely Dumbo. Really? Well, 
we kind of have like a little joke about Dumbo, but we don't really. And it was kind of funny because when I was little, she would always call me Dumbo around the house. I'd be like, Dumbo, get out of my room. Dumbo, come do this for me. Dumbo, get me <laughs> And so then we had, we, I was, we had really fun on the Dumbo ride. Well, and at Disneyland, the wait time for Dumbo is usually like an hour or more. Yeah. Like you never get on Dumbo. We haven't been on Dumbo since we were kids. And then yeah. we get there and it was like five we're minutes. So <laughs> well, when we were little, little kids, younger. Yeah. Um, but we, it was like five minute wait time. And we walked on to Dumbo and it was fun. Because yeah. they were half Dumbo rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have I the mean, two carousels a... going at the same time. And I have to say, as parents watching the two girls, it <laughs> bringing out that little, when they were little and watching them be kind of giddy. And and I mean, really, truly, when we'd say, what ride do you want to go on? They'd say, let's go on Dumbo again. Because <laughs> it's so that, fun. It, that's the ride that connects them with their early years of childhood. And so that's, again, another thing Disney does. So Alexa, was that your favorite as well? <laughs> um, yes, but I also really liked Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yes. Yeah. I love that ride. You guys have fun comparing and contrasting Disneyland. Yeah. Like Thunder Mountain. Like, see, I like Thunder Mountain at Disneyland better than Disney World. That's what, that's what's fun though, you know, like just to see what the differences are and the similarities. We did that a lot, but it was cool. With regard to just being in the COVID era, they had some, what they called relaxation stations. Lori and the girls went on several rides uh, without me while I sat at a relaxation station doing my work. I really appreciate it as opposed to sitting in a loud and busy cafe. It was, it was a huge benefit. Did Universal offer those relaxation stations as well or not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we call them U-Rest. Yeah. I, I don't recall them being as, Available. As available? Yeah, there weren't as many. Again, it's just Disney kind of does everything better than any anyone else. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to knock the Universal, but they just do. What was your favorite ride, Randy, at Magic Kingdom? Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. The coolest thing for me about Disney World was the expanse of the queues. Mm -hmm. The yes. queues were so cool. Yeah. The queues were amazing. Right, the time that you're spending waiting uh, in line and seeing all of the the set decoration and the the detail that somebody went through to make this experience interesting for you while you're waiting was absolutely cool. amazing. One of the coolest pictures I have is a picture of Lori in a small little space at Pirates of the Caribbean where there's a room behind this small space, um, but there's like a little short door. So she had to squat down and I took a picture of her so that you could see like a treasure room essentially behind it. In some respects, that makes it the neatest thing for me. Other than that, I would have to say the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, because frankly, the ride in Florida is better than the ride in California. <laughs> So Lori, what was yours then? It's similar to them or did you have a different one? Um, you no, know, I I am a big fan of the Peter Pan ride. And so 
that was one of the first rides we went on. And it was fun to compare and contrast that one with the one in Disneyland. But I think ultimately one of my most favorite is the Pirates of the Caribbean. And then the idea that you can try to find Jack Sparrow throughout. Because I told Alexa, oh, you only saw him three times, I saw him six. I kept looking for him six times, were you joking? Yeah, no, it's only three times. <laughs> oh my goodness, oh, I was an epic fail because I couldn't find him three more times. And I'm like, why? where is he? <laughs> so we went on the ride more than once, clearly. And so <laughs> that was a good, that was a prank. Okay, well, so I, I've always enjoyed Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a fun ride. Did you do any shows at Magic Kingdom? Yes, yes. we did uh, Philharmonic, uh, Mickey's Philharmonic. Magic, yeah. It was an awesome show. We did the uh, Hall of Presidents. In terms of, of shows, the only one we felt like we missed was the Indiana Jones. The stunt show or looked something. looked amazing. Yeah. Did you go on Carousel of Progress or no? We did. Oh, good. Yes. It's a big, big, beautiful tomorrow. Oh, God. Yeah. I was just going to say, did you sing along? And so obviously you did. Thank you so much, you guys. You are so fun. I would love to have you back on the show again. You could have kind of run the show for us because I think you guys are very knowledgeable. A few final reminders before we sign off, and that's if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or just want a free quote, email us at yourstorytravel.com. For just a $200 refundable deposit, you can hold your reservation. Contact us today. It's the 50th anniversary year. You can check out us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, the Mouse Capades podcast, or on our Instagram, yourstorytravel underscore Vicky Black. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mouse Capades podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Dibbity-boppity-boo. Have a magical day, my friends. friends.